everyone, my name is Alia. And my name is Asta. And welcome to our podcast, Care for Cancer, where each month we discuss the different types of cancer, cancer prevention, cancer myths and facts, interview oncologists and those who have been diagnosed with cancer to get their perspective on it, and much more. Our special guest on today's episode is a lifelong dancer and courageous cancer warrior. Although faced by many challenges like battling acute myeloid leukemia, pneumonia, and the coronavirus, she keeps strong and looks for the bright side of any and every situation. She not only spreads awareness about leukemia on her platforms like TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, but she also spreads positivity and joy even though she is facing a very hard time in her life. Be sure to follow her on all of her social media platforms, including the Tia B. Stokes on TikTok and Instagram and Tia B. Mel Stokes, hashtag together for Tia on YouTube. Now, without further ado, Miss Tia B. Stokes. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. I'm glad to be here today, you guys. We're so excited to have you. It's such an honor and you know we're really excited to share your story. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I've just been recovering from obviously my transplant that I had about three months ago and just trying to keep up with my crazy kids. I've got five kids and just living that mom life while trying to recover and make the most out of life, you know, every day. (laughs) So exciting. So starting from the beginning of your cancer journey, when were you diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia? So I was diagnosed in April, on April 24th, 2020, and I was sick um, leading up until that point. So I was sick for probably about six months and I was being treated with antibiotics and being treated as, you know, I thought I had like flu-like symptoms. I thought I had the flu. I thought I had like a really bad cold that I just couldn't kick. Uh, but come to find out um, after so many times of trying to be treated and then um, I I, my doctor finally ran a CBC panel on me on around April 24th. And lo and behold, I was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. So what were some of the symptoms that you had faced during that time? Yeah. So I had my daughter in August of, um, 2019. And I had this like cough that just wouldn't go away. And, um, so it started out with a cough. And then in December of 2019, I started to get like flu-like symptoms where I felt like um, achy body, just cold chills. Um, I just didn't feel, I like had, I felt like nauseous and sick and I even threw up a couple times. And then in January, I remember I was feeling like um, I was uh, um, like loss of appetite and I had no appetite for anything. Like nothing sounded good. I was losing weight. And then come the months following up until my diagnosis, um, it just was like getting worse and worse. And I remember I teach dance for a living. Obviously you guys said that I'm a dancer and I was in the studio and I could not catch my breath. Like there was rehearsals and classes that I would just be like low energy. I'd have no energy, but then also I would just could not catch my breath. And I couldn't like, I couldn't get any oxygen. Like I'd be dancing. And then I just like 
pass that on the ground and be like, Oh my gosh, I can't breathe. Like I couldn't, I just could not breathe, but I thought it was postpartum because I just had a baby in August. And so I just kept marking off everything as like, my body's out of whack. I'm, you know, trying to catch up. I can't, I can't, um, you know, I'm out of shape because I just had a baby. So I was just kind of putting it off as that. And then, um, I started to develop like night sweats as I was getting, I'd wake up in the middle of the night drenched in sweat. Um, I had random bruising all over my body. Um, I was getting pounding, pounding headaches, um, throughout the night. And so I thought I had COVID. So I got tested for COVID. That's right, right when COVID had hit as well. And so I remember I got tested for COVID because I was like, okay, there's something wrong with me. Like I am definitely, there's something wrong. And my, um, obviously it wasn't COVID. And then my, do- that was when my doctor was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do a blood test on you, a blood panel, a CBC panel. And that's when they did that. And they caught, caught it that it was leukemia. So it was really crazy. Cause it was like, uh, I had my baby in August of 2019 and 2019 of that December, that's when like all my symptoms started to, you know, rise and slowly, but surely they started to get worse and worse and worse and more, uh, symptoms started to come. So, it was really, by the time I got diagnosed, I was just like kind of relieved, you know, in a sense, because, you know, when you're sick for that long, you think you're going crazy. You think, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? I'm crazy or whatever, but I really was sick. And, um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just grateful that they caught it and I was able to get treated, you know? Absolutely. So once you were diagnosed, you know, a lot of people feel mad or, um, nervous for the future or scared? What were some of the feelings that you felt after your diagnosis? Yeah. So after I was diagnosed, I was honest, like I said, I was relieved because, um, I had been sick for so long and no one knew what was wrong with me. So a part of me was relieved that I was able to now have, you know, I, we had, we knew what we were dealing with we knew it was something and I knew like I was in good hands on wanting to tackle it and move forward so I can be able to get better. And then I was relieved, but then I was like shocked as well, because you never think like you're going to have to deal with cancer. You know, you never, you never think it's going to happen to you, especially for me. I'm a young mom of five kids. Like I'm only in my thirties and I'm young. And so you don't think it's going to happen to you at this time in your life. And so I was shocked. And then there was a part of, and then the, like, um, you know, go to work, like went into me, like, I just wanted to go to work and get it done and get my treatments done so I can be able to get back with my family. So can you please walk us through your treatment plan? Yeah. So when I was diagnosed, the original treatment plan was, I was actually going to go through five rounds of chemo. And for me, for leukemia, um, because I had acute, acute means, um, acute means aggressive, aggressive and fast acting, um, cancer and it's a blood cancer. So it's obviously all over in your body. Um, so I was, um, I was only planned to do like five rounds of chemo. And that means like I, and my rounds of chemo are like a week long. So each round is a week long of chemo, a straight. And then they give you like a month to try to recover, get your counts back. Um, Cause your counts, like your red blood counts and your white blood counts and your platelets, they drop really low. Like after you do chemo, they drop down to like zero. 
And then your body has to try to rebuild those, um, those, uh, numbers back up. And so, um, my, I did my first round of chemo, my first in, um, induction chemo, and I did my month in the hospital. I was actually in the hospital for a month straight, uh, for that one. Cause you, for your first induction chemo, you're in the hospital. They keep you in the hospital just because of any reactions or anything that happens. It's the first time. So they want to make sure that they are like they're on it and they, they can, um, monitor you. And then, um, after that you have like a month. So I recovered after a month and a half. And then I started my round two again, which is another week in the hospital straight of chemo. And then after that, I went home. And then after that, I wasn't able to, after that second round of chemo, it actually knocked me in the butt pretty hard. Like I had neuro damage. I, I, I just remember one day I was at home and all of a sudden my speech started to like slur and I couldn't talk very well. I was stuttering over my words. Um, I was, I couldn't walk. Like I would get up to try to walk and my legs were just really, really shaky and they couldn't balance or keep me up or they had no coordination in them. Almost like my legs were just like noodles. It was the craziest thing. And so my, um, after that, my husband called the hospital and they admitted me right away because of the neuro damage that I was having. So after that, I wasn't able to have the regular chemo, um, plan that I was, that I had prepared for that they had told me I was going to do because my body was not reacting, like was reacting really horribly to the chemo. And so I remember I was in the hospital for a month, just trying to relearn how to walk, talk, use my fine motor skills again because of that second dose of chemo. And so after that, my doctors were like, okay, Tia, we, there's like no way we can do another round of chemo with you because your body is reacting so harshly that I was, then I was changed for a transplant. So that's when um, a transplant came into talk that I would need to transplant. And that was the only way that my body would be able to, um, be able to handle fighting cancer. So from there they did, um, I did four rounds of dacogen chemo, which is like a lighter dose of, um, a lighter dose of chemo. It's like the lightest chemo that you can do. And they did that just to help fight off the leukemia cells that I might have still in my body and up until my transplant. And then in December, on December 2nd, I ended up having a transplant and my brother was my donor. So kind of crazy because it was, I started out as just having, you know, I was going to do the five rounds of chemo, but because of everything that had happened, I wasn't able to do that anymore. And so therefore I was set for a transplant. Thank you for walking us through the process. So during all of this, you mentioned um, some neuro effects that you had with your brain, but can you please explain some other side effects you had, such as um, hair loss or anything like that? Yeah. So in my first round of chemo, I had a lot of effects um, because obviously it's the first time and it's a high dose. They put you on a really, really high dose of chemo. So I lost my hair um, that round. I had really bad mouth sores. I had mouth sores in my mouth that, so I couldn't eat anything. So they ended up putting me on TPN food, which is just like IV fluid, IV food. Um, I had rashes all over my body from head to toe. I was getting rashes. Um, I had really bad petechiae all over my body, which is like 
bruising. It's pretty much like um, little polka dot bruising all over your body from having no platelets uh, because my platelets are really, really low and basically had none that I was, um, that my body would bruise really, really easily. So with the rashes, I would itch and I would end up getting mar like bruises all over my body. So um, I, you know, obviously you lose a lot of weight when you're on chemo, you, um, you become that another reason why they had to put me on TPN food is because, you know, you have loss of appetite from the chemo. Um, there were nights where my nurses were, they'd carry me to the bathroom because I'd have to throw up or I was having really bad diarrhea and throwing up from the chemo and from the reactions. Um, I was having really bad, uh, like Riger shakes where my body would just like start freaking out and just shake, 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 shake. And, uh, like almost like a seizure and they'd have to give me, uh, like a shot to stop it. Um, so many different effects that I was, uh, that I, um, experienced in that first round, especially. Thank you for sharing. So cancer can definitely be a very hard journey and something that changes a lot of things in your life. So throughout this whole journey, what was something that gave you strength to fight? Um, something that gave me strength to fight was my kids. I mean, the people in my life, you know, you fight to be with the people in your life. And I think that's one thing that we all, you know, need to remember, I think going through anything, cancer or whatever your hard, hard time may be, is that you remember the people that are in your life and who love you and that are fighting right along with you. You know, they're fighting right along with me. And that was one thing that I knew my kids were fighting right along with, with me. And I knew my husband was fighting right along with me, that my brothers and sisters, my mom, my family, that I knew that I had to fight as well. You know, I had to do my part and fight and keep fighting. Absolutely. And everyone else, you know, watch, following along on your journey on all your social media platforms are you know, we've always been rooting for you. So we're always really happy to see the um, my milestones, for lack of better words, that you do accomplish. Yes. Yeah, no. And you know, that's been it. That was, that was been, that was a big part of my cancer that ha has been, I guess I'm not completely over yet, but that has been a huge part of my cancer journey is um, my social media platforms, you know, so maybe, especially because I was in the hospital by myself for so long, every hospital stay, I was pretty much in the hospital by myself because of COVID. I couldn't have visitors. There was probably, you know, only one hospital stay at the end where I had my transplant, where my husband was able to come and be with me. But otherwise all the other times I was alone, I was all by myself. And what made it so made it. So I wasn't alone was having my social media platforms and so many people supporting so much love, all those, you know, the sweet messages I would get the sweet comments I would get from my videos or from my dance videos or from, you know, just so many good people coming out and just supporting, you know, and that really makes a huge difference in your fight. I truly believe that. Truly. So amazing. So while battling cancer, you have also gotten pneumonia and the coronavirus. So how did both, along with cancer, impact you? Um, well, they definitely made me stronger. I have to say that. I mean, I think it makes you stronger mentally and emotionally. And that was one of the times that I wasn't able to be with people. Like when I got COVID, 
Um, I was admitted into the hospital right away, but then I was admitted into a room all by myself. Like I wasn't able to have visitors, but I also wasn't able to leave my room. And I was in my room for about 28 days straight, just in my hospital room. And I know that it like going through something like that and with, along with cancer just made me stronger and made me mentally stronger and emotionally stronger. And I was able to, um, you know, just rely on prayer and my heavenly father and be able to fight, you know, and I feel like it made me stronger to be able to fight any other fight that I was going to deal with after that. Definitely. So in addition to your family and your supporters giving you strength to keep fighting, how has dance provided an outlet for you to feel more positive? Well, I think, I mean, I think for everyone, dance and music, I, well, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe just for me, but dance and music brings so much positivity, like just music alone. When you play music in your house or you play music, you know, in your car, like it automatically raises your endorphins and makes you feel happy and, and brings like a lighter mood, you know, to, um, to your life. And so I know that for me and my journey that dance and music has, I, I mean, I, I just posted today on my Instagram about, I just did a dance, you know, saying my, that I'm in remission. And I know that like dancing has helped heal me a lot throughout my journey. Like I know, and even my nurses have said that, like to, they, to, they even believe that me dancing and with music right along on my journey has helped me so much to heal faster and to be able to heal with a positive spirit. It keeps, it keeps you positive, you know, and I truly believe that when your mind is positive and when you have positivity in your life, that you're able to heal a lot faster, you know? So I truly believe that music and dance has been a huge part of my healing. And I know that as long as we go, if we're going through hard times, as if we're dancing through it, then it will make it so much easier. Yes, that is so inspiring. So what is one lesson that you have learned in your journey so far? One lesson that I've learned in my journey so far, um, I would truly, my one lesson is that it's God's timing. You know, everything in our life is God's timing. And I think to truly have faith in him is to have faith in his timing. And I think just sometimes it's hard to, it's hard to remember that, you know, especially when we're going through hard times and when we're going through trials such as cancer, that, you know, it's easy to get down. It's easy to be negative. It's, it's easy to, you know, feel horrible about the situation, but I think it's always important to remember that it's God's timing and whether it's his timing to help us heal or whether it's, it's our timing to help us learn and grow and learn from the experience that, um, everything that happens in our life is his timing and to truly have faith in him is to have faith in his timing. Very well said, Miss Tia. And mind, having a positive mindset is truly such an important thing to have, especially in hardships. And so how has cancer overall impacted your mindset? Um, how has cancer overall impacted my mindset? I would say that it has it has, like I said before, like, I feel like it's made me stronger. Like it's made, it's made me feel like I can, I can do anything, (laughs) you know, but with the help of the Lord, of course, but I feel like it's made me be able to realize that, you know, being faced with something like cancer, which is probably one of the hardest trials that a lot of people deal with, you know, in our life is that once you go through something like that, that you just feel like, 
wow, like if I can, if I can fight cancer and I can continue to fight with a positive attitude and with the Lord at my side, then I know that whatever trial may that may come in my way that I can be able to endure and go through and be able to, um, be able to withstand the, the, the storms, you know, and that we can all withstand storms as long as we choose to move forward with the happy spirit. Um, I love the saying that says, um, you know, you may not always be able to choose the music that life plays for you, but you can choose the way that you dance to it, you know? And I truly believe that, that, you know, we may not always get to choose our journeys or choose what's going on in our life or what happens to us, but we can choose to dance and we can choose to dance with the happy spirit or we can choose to dance with the sad spirit. So yeah, I just feel like if we move forward with the happy spirit that we can be able to withstand the storms and withstand um, the weather, whatever it may be. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned from going through cancer and just remembering that, you know, we may not always choose the music that life plays for us, but we can choose the way that we dance to it. And either way, you know, either way, we're going to have to go, like I was going to have to go through cancer, whether I moved through it, through it with the happy spirit or with the sad and miserable spirit, either way, I'm going to have to go through cancer, you know, and I'd rather go through it with a happy dancing spirit. So yeah, I just feel like it's cancer has really helped me to endure and gain perspective on life, on what's really important, you know, family, our loved ones, relationships, the time that we have right in front of us, like that's what's most important. I love the saying you uh, mentioned that is so powerful. And the perspective that you've maintained throughout your journey is incredible. Um, so thank you. So wrapping it up, you know, you've talked about your social media and how that's really impacted you, but how do you think your social media has impacted others? Has there been a moment where you've been like, you know, yes, this is exactly why I'm sharing my story and, you know, sharing my dances on my platforms? Yes. I mean, on top of, I've got, I've received men, like so many sweet messages from people, you know, but I think the biggest thing that has been, has made the biggest impact is that just bringing people back to prayer. Um, I've gotten so many messages from people just saying, you know, I never believed in a God before. I never believed that prayer was a thing before, or I never had the desire to pray before until I read your story until I wanted to pray for you. So for me, I feel like the biggest impact for other people is bringing people back to our heavenly father and to choosing to pray, choosing to be closer to him and choosing to have a relationship with our heavenly father. And I think that is the biggest, honestly, I feel like that's why I had to go through cancer. I feel like me going through cancer and because I've been so vocal and I've been so vulnerable and sharing my story and dancing through it and sharing my story that it's, it's brought people back to him. And I truly believe that, um, that was my mission. Like, I feel like, and maybe that sounds silly or, you know, weird to some people, but I feel like if that, if that's what I was supposed to do, and if that's what my cancer journey was supposed to share is to share knowledge, but also share the goodness in prayer and the goodness in having faith and to be able to bring those closer to God, then I would do it again. And I'm so grateful that I was given the opportunity to be able to go through something like this, to be able to bring those closer to him. 
Thank you for sharing your actions and everything that you've done. You know, you continue to motivate so many people to fight their own fights. And so truly remarkable. Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So those are all of the questions that we have for you today, Miss Tia. Thank you so so awesome for joining us today and sharing your story with us. We love. Thank you so much for having me. You girls are wonderful. Thank you. It was our pleasure, and you know we love the impactful conversation that we had with you today about your journey and um, how strong you've been. And we also want to note for the listeners that Miss Tia recently found out that um, her bone marrow biopsy results came out as clear. So she has zero cancers. So we're so happy. Congratulations once again. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Thank you for spreading goodness. Um, Thank you for spreading awareness about cancer. Thank you all for listening to this episode. If you like our show and want to learn more, check out our website in the episode notes, follow our Instagram at careforcancer underscore, and please leave a review on all platforms. Subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss upcoming episodes, and as always, show you care by being aware, and care care for for cancer. cancer. Bye, Bye, everyone. everyone.